2: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au. The panel. Yep, panel time here in the morning's show and uh, it's got to be one of the most jam-packed panels we've ever had um, with the amount of sport we had on over the weekend. We've got sports freaks Graham Beasley and um, a very, very well-respected Kiwi journalist who's plying his trade over an Aussie, Brendan Bradford, on the line. Um, Well, welcome in Graham first. G'day, Graham. Good morning, Logan. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, very well. And Brendan, I think we've got you there as well, mate. How you doing?
0: Morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, jam packed, jam packed weekend of sports.
2: Oh, it was. First question for you, Brendan, is how much data did you go through? Because I know you were streaming uh, multiple, <laughs> multiple sports while you were watching the cricket at the stadium. So, uh, your phone's still holding up?
0: Yeah, it was the battery I was worried about. That's uh, I was streaming the All Blacks on the way to the uh, the T20 on Saturday night, and. Uh, trying to keep up with the the Blackburn score as well um, on Twitter. So it it was a a (laughs) hectic couple of hours there, but we got through it.
2: Yeah, no, nah, multiple screens, I think, in many households uh, over the weekend. Um, let's start with the All Blacks, shall we? And uh, look, a real mixed reaction, I think. Uh, we, we ran talk back between 9 and 10 o'clock and, and on the calls and on the text machine as well. Sort of a mixed reaction. I mean, there's people obviously very um, disappointed with with what was only a seven-point win against uh, Japan. But then a lot of other people saying that, you know, this Japan team is a good team and, and it was, a in, in all respects, a B-side for the All Blacks. Um, Graham, we'll start with you. What, what did you make of, of Saturday night in Tokyo?
1: Oh, uh, yes, another frustrating test watching the All Blacks this year, really. Um, I mean, seven points against Japan, and I know Japan are better than what they used to be, and, uh, um, and, and they're better prepared and all that sort of stuff. But uh, Joseph came out last week, Jamie Joseph came out last week and said that the club competition in Japan is worse than the NPC. And, you know, and, and they haven't, obviously, they haven't got super rugby at that level above that either. Um, and if we're... Going to beat a side like that by seven points and then make out that that's a good performance—it's just—it's just another sort of um, notch in the um, in the Ian Foster bed, really. You know, we've had our worst ever performance against Ireland, Argentina, South Africa for 90 years, and now Japan in the same calendar year, and and, we're, and we've just got to stop sort of brushing it under the carpet.
2: Yes, a point that I made um, Graham, between nine and ten was that I think as a standalone game, had the All Blacks been tracking really well in twenty twenty two, and then a game like this yeah. comes about, you could understand that you know the rust and the, the combinations and the changes. But I just think those excuses are just wearing a little bit thin for, for All Blacks fans at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's a, a, a really good way of putting it actually, because yeah, in in, in itself, it was still a win, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it's it's just another result in the long line of results, um, and we've just got to stop. Sort of um, pumping our tyres that that, that we're good that when we play Australia because um, if if you take Australia and the Bledisloe Cup that they keep on saying is so important to us if you put those to one side it's, it's been a terrible year
2: mm. yeah and I'm not sure really we've got the answers given that Foster basically is in that job until the World Cup That's really not going to change we're, we're sort of hamstrung now with the New Zealand Rugby Union's hamstrung with that decision that they've made um, Brendan what what did you make of of Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I think I think you nailed it on the head. Like, if if the All Blacks had been having a good year and they put in a performance like this, and we've seen it in the past, you know, uh, lost to the Wallabies, I think that was in in Hong Kong or Singapore or somewhere like that about ten years ago, and you sort of strike it up to to rust and whatever. But coming off the the losses to you know Ireland and, and Argentina and stuff, uh, it's just building. And it, but the question I have really is, yeah, we got Foster until the World Cup, but there's there's some tough decisions around some of the older guys in that team whether mm. they they hang on till next year because it's not about not just about bad performances this year. Everything I suppose from now is leading up into the World Cup in France next year. And uh, you know Dan Cole's injured in the warm up. Brodie Retallick gone home. There's a few guys that you know legends, absolute like not, not taking anything away, absolute legends of the game and and New Zealand legends as well. But are they going to be able to make it? To 12 months'
2: time at the World Cup. Mm. What are your thoughts on that, Graham? I know there's always a lot made about um, Sam Kane and yet another injury for him. Um, Brenda mentioned Dane Coles yeah. also coming home. What do you make of, I guess, some of the older players in the team?
1: Well, it is interesting, isn't it, that the three players coming home um, Sam Kane, Dane Coles, and Brady Ritalik all fit into that category, mm-hmm. I think, for uh, various reasons. I don't think Ritalik's really been the same since he came back from Japan. Um, And uh, as as an aside, I think he's a good example of why New Zealand rugby should question their decision to allow top class All Blacks to to go away to Japan. Because it always takes them, you know, so they go away for a year, but it always takes them at least a year until they get back to what they were when they come back.
2: Yeah, it's a a two-year sabbatical almost.
1: Yeah. See, it is, yeah. And so so they kind of paint it up as a six-month sabbatical, but in truth, it's it's like a two-year sabbatical. So. I think as an aside, that whole thing needs to be looked at. But yeah, I mean Cole, I mean I can't see them getting more than twenty minutes a game out of Dane Coles. Um and, and and that's now, not in a year's time. So I think they probably need to cut that one loose. And with um Asafa Amur playing just so well, why why wouldn't you give him more game time mm. and build him up to be to be the guy coming off the bench and having that impact? Um And yeah, well, it will be interesting to see who they make as captain now that um, Sam Kane's coming home and, and, and if that, in fact, will make any difference.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on to some more positive news, shall we? Um, the Black Ferns, I think, put in the uh, performance of the weekend. I mean, basically all our, Kiwis team, our Kiwi teams won over the weekend, which was fantastic, but I think the Black Ferns uh, was probably the performance of the weekend, storming their way into a semi-final date with France. Uh, someone did mention on the text machine that this is basically where the World Cup starts proper. Now the semi-finals, you've got the four best teams going head-to-head with one another. Uh, Brendan, um, how impressed have you been, I guess, with the Black Ferns in these pool games in the quarter final and do you think they've got what it takes to to topple France in a semi final
0: yeah I've been super impressed especially the pressure of, of playing at home as well and um you know you, I don't think you can understate that as well but uh, 55-3 over wales um, and, and like yeah like you said the next next week is where the, the tournament really sort of starts and, and ramps up and I think um you know New Zealand versus France in the knockout stage of the world cup uh, I have plenty of bad memories of that, uh, but I've been super impressed by this <laughs> this, this New Zealand side. Um, and look, I don't want to look too far ahead, but I would love to see New Zealand-England in the final. I think they've been probably the two best teams of the tournament so far. Um, yeah, but not yeah, not looking uh past France because I've made that mistake
2: before. Yeah. Um, Graham, is this a, I guess the true litmus test for for Wayne Smith? I mean, so much made of him taking over the, the Blackfern side and what he's been able to do in such a short space of time, but is this I guess the true test for him this weekend?
1: Yeah, it is. And I don't think even he will really know how it's gonna go this weekend. Um so while he's clearly turned the team around and they've got that cohesion. And they're playing a really good version of rugby, et cetera. They haven't played any side since he took over that have that grunt up front. Mm. And that's that's gonna be the issue that the back fans are gonna have in the weekend, is how they go against, you know, a, a tough side up front. And that's where France beat us last year. Um, now obviously it's a totally different side this year. Well, totally different side in terms of the way they're playing the cohesion, the fitness, etc. Um, but are we gonna be able to match France up front? I don't think anyone's got a clue. Um, it's going to be such a tough game to predict. You know, uh, uh, the black friends could easily win it by uh, 20 to 30 points if they get parity up front because of their backline. But conversely, France could win it by 20 points as well if, mm. uh, if they manage to suffocate us. And um, as I say, I don't really think there's any way of working out how it's going to go.
2: Yeah, real genuine question mark, which is exactly what you like in World Cup uh, knockout stages because it makes it very exciting to watch. Um, lads, just stay on the line there. We've got to take some news very, very shortly. When we come back, uh, we'll resume the panel. We'll talk some black caps and maybe a little bit about the Rugby League World Cup as well. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Top, top, Right, back on the panel, uh, Graham Beasley out of Sports Freak, Brendan Bradford, sports journalist over in Australia, and, uh, and Sam Hewitt sitting in here for Smithy, who's away, of course, with the World Cup, and uh, Rick Dogg is away six. So Sammy taking you through until 12 o'clock. Um, let's go to some cricket, um, gents, and I'd love to say it's, um, it's been fantastic viewing, but of course we've had pretty much two or three games a day rained out, which isn't good, but the Black Caps played on Saturday against uh, Sri Lanka, and uh, what you were at the game, were you, Brendan?
0: I was there. I just went as a as a punter, as a fan, and um I can tell you after about three overs of our innings and we were down uh you know, fifteen fifteen runs, three wickets down, I was I was actually praying for a bit of rain. I thought we <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of trouble. Um and then yeah, Glenn Phillips uh just comes out and, and just puts on a masterpiece. And Daryl Mitchell as well was really good pitching in for twenty two, but um privileged to see that, that uh Glenn Phillips Phillips inning and I and I Privilege to see us catch the week before as well Against yeah. Australia um, it's, it's, I, was, I was a little bit didn't, didn't really know How we were going into this one um, But the, the win last week over Australia and a, and a really good grinding Win against Sri Lanka There's, there's some momentum starting to build here
2: yeah, I totally agree. And I think what's what's more impressive as well was the fact that we're getting it done on both sides. The the bowling and the batting is is impressive, uh, both sides of the coin. Graham, is that is that sort of how you're seeing it? The Blackcaps sit number one in the group at the moment. They face England tomorrow night. But are you starting to think that maybe, you know, this, this is a tournament that we can definitely go on and win? Do we dare to
1: dream, dare to believe <laughs> or whatever? Dream, dream big. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's looking so good so far. Um you would say that, yeah, I, I think a really good thing about the squad that we've got is that it's the newer players, the ones that aren't known by other sides that are that are really standing out. And I'm thinking in particular there, it's Finn Allen and Glenn Phillips. Mm. Um, so a lot of these sides wouldn't have played against them. And so that gives the the whole sort of squad a bit of a freshness about it. Um, and you would add in Chapman, Chapman and Bracewell to that too, even though neither of those played on Saturday night. Um, it just sort of means that the, the opposition coaches and all the mega money and all the money ball that's involved in T20 cricket, they haven't had the ability to scout those players. So it just means that there's a whole lot of a fresher look to the particularly the batting than there has been in the past. So how do you, how do you cope with Final? How do you cope with Ben Phillips? And I don't think the opposition sides have really sort of worked that out. And then you've got the uh, uh, solidity of Conway, Williamson and Mitchell around them as well. Um and, and I just think it's a really good balance of the God at the moment. Southie, and and particularly Tim Southey is in the form of his life. This yeah. sort of Southey version two point zero or three point zero or four point zero or whatever that he is at the moment is um absolutely superb.
2: Who do you think we want to meet, um, Graham, you know, if we're talking about a T twenty World Cup final? I know who we don't want to meet, of course that's Australia. But who who do you who do you think we actually match up really well against?
1: Um Pound for pound, we've actually got quite a good record against India. Actually, in these in these competitions, um, obviously we beat them in that semi final in the fifty over World Cup that we don't talk about. Yes, um, but but we've beaten them in a few T Twenty games as well. And I just think, um, I think often when we play India, we've got the advantage that they might get a bit complacent when they play us. So I think we've got that in the back pocket. And of course, everyone wants to play South Africa in a um, in a knockout game too. Mm.
2: Uh, England tomorrow night, um, Brendan. Uh, what do you reckon we have got to be careful of playing? They're always great matches, um, Black Caps, England, um, especially at World Cups. But uh, yeah, what do you reckon we've got to be wary of tomorrow evening?
0: Yeah, that England. England heading at the top of the order, um, and, and it's going to be such a, a fascinating matchup with with Salvee and Bolt, um, and then you know Lockie Ferguson coming in as well. Um, but they just had just the top of their or their English batting order is so powerful and uh, so experienced as well. Um, and, and, yeah, look, they've, they've sort of... England have sort of built this white ball sort of culture around, you know, after the uh, the disaster they had in the 2015 50-over uh, World Cup and, you know, what they did to, to get to the, the game that we don't talk about in 2019 and um, come along here. I think the, the, the T20 is their, their sort of next goal um, after, you know, going well in test and obviously winning that World Cup, mm. um, so this is the next one but uh, the, the the matchup between Bolton and Saudi, um and their top order, I mean, after about four overs on Saturday, I think uh, Bolt had three wickets uh, Southie had, had bowled two overs, one wicket for one run and, and it was just phenomenal um, so yeah, really intriguing matchup tomorrow
2: do you think I know it's only two games and for us so it's it's it is I guess in all measures early days but do you think it sort of suits us Brendan um you know setting the target as opposed to to chasing I just feel like with the batters that we've got and then the way we can defend a total with those bowlers just sort of suits us more than you know maybe chasing something
0: Yeah absolutely um and that's just that, you know that comes down to the class and experience of the bowling lineup that we have and also you know Against Australia, it was, it was Finn Allen just taking it to them and just ripping the game away from the top. Now, Saturday, they had to play it a different way, lost a couple of early wickets, and, you know, you've got to spend, a, you know, over or two solidifying, and then Glenn Phillips just goes nuts. And it was sort of, you know, really well supported by the guys he did bat with. So it just shows that there's that, that flexibility there. Where, you know, we can bat in different situations. But, yeah, certainly I think, Ideally, we'd we'd be defending a total um, with with the bowling lineup that we've got.
2: And uh, just before we let you go, gents, uh, Rugby League World Cup. We are heading into the business uh, stage of that as well. The Kiwis uh, are going to play quarter final against Fiji next weekend. Uh, Graham, the Rugby League World Cup does that register on your radar at all?
1: It's a bit like the Women's Rugby World Cup, and that I kind of feel it starts now mm. as well. Um, I mean, I've been I've been following it. I've been watching some of the Kiwi games, keeping an eye on things, but. It sort of feels like it's now that the, that the tournament begins, and um, having a quarter final against Fiji brings back some memories of a match that I went to in Wellington in 2017. Mm. One of the worst international
2: <laughs> games <that> I've, ever, <laughs> been I've ever been Was it four two? Was it four two? The end score.
1: Fiji and Sean Johnson came up with that quote: "You guys got what you wanted at the end." <laughs> And it was just terrible. The weather was terrible. The rugby league was worse and we lost the Ford. So I like to think that things have turned around a bit since then.
2: Yeah, I, I hope so too. Um, Brendan, I know you're a massive uh, a rugby league fan. What are you? What have you made of the Kiwis? Because I, myself, am just a little bit nervous. I thought going into the World Cup, we had it all going for us. Best team on paper, number one ranked side in the world. We had played so well against Tonga in that mid-year international. And when you look at some of the other favourites like Australia, you know, hadn't played international rugby league in three years. But it's sort of been the reverse. I mean, Aussie have been firing on all cylinders. And the Kiwis sort of just haven't quite hit their straps yet.
0: Yeah, I was the same. I was pretty confident, you know, confident going in today. We had a great team and, and, you know, we were going to roll through this group stages, but we've had a couple of sort of scratchy kind of wins and not filling you with confidence. Um, That win against Ireland the other day, not the not the prettiest game you've ever seen. Mm. Um, but like you say, like it, it's always going to take a little bit of time to to gel, to, to form these combinations. We've seen it with the Kiwis at, at past tournaments, like the, the 08 World Cup is the classic example I go back to. We played Australia and in the opening game of that one we got pumped um but you know six weeks later the the, the combinations are there they're, they're flowing they're gelling um and you know go on to win that world cup um and yeah you know, i'm just yeah I, I don't know whether it's it's the, it's the same here and we've got just star players that just need to find their groove a little bit but um definitely the tournament starts at fiji and you'd want to be We'd want to be putting a, a pretty big score on Fiji next week.
2: Yeah, I think I think this is the game we've got to really get it right um, if we want any chance of Australia in the semi-final. Um, right, Gents, a uh, quick one before you go. Uh, three World Cups on at the moment: T20 Women's Rugby World Cup and uh, Rugby League World Cup. Which one of the one, which one of the three are we winning? Do you think, Brendan? You first. I'll go to T20.
0: Right. I, I've been carried away. I've been I've been caught up in the in the uh, in the, the the last couple of wins, and I'll back us to win this one. Finally.
2: Brilliant.
1: Graham? Well, I know it's Halloween and I don't want to make it sound like that, but I'm picking three losing finals.
2: Oh, you can't. we we'll make the final all three and we'll
1: lose all three.
2: Oh, you can't. You pessimist. You pessimist. You, you're your. i
1: a pumpkin i will got my
2: pumpkin next to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, gents, really appreciate you coming on. Um, always good to chat. Um, Graham, go well. And, uh, and Brendan, really appreciate you coming on um, with us today as well. That is the panel there. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV
0: tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.